Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Photographic Collective Podcast. My name is Miles Whit Boyer, and y'all welcome to season four. It's kind of hard to believe that we're 41 episodes into this podcast. And, you know, I've learned so much from our guests over the last several months. But the one thing that I was really eager to jump on is this next series. You guys, today we're going to be talking with a good friend of mine, Derek Kautz. He's an admin in the PhotoCo Facebook group. He's also the founder of the Arkansas Wedding Collection, a wedding photographer in the central Arkansas area. But what I think you're going to see and hear from Derek is just how much you have in common with him. That's right. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be sitting down with mindset coaches and business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives from all across different industries, talking through the things that we have in common, the obstacles that we've had to battle through, the pain that we've all had to endure, and the successes that we have had and never even realized had come and gone. Y'all, this talk with Derek is an intentional and very vulnerable conversation. And my hope, my sincere hope, is that it finds you right where you are and it invites you into a community with Derek and myself and all of the other guests from the last 40 episodes over in the Photographic Collective Facebook group. Hey, interrupting the episode briefly before we switch over to the conversation with Derek to let you guys know that today's episode is being brought to you guys by Bedford Camera. Bedford's is one of the oldest and largest camera retailers in the country, and we are so lucky to have them based right here in Arkansas. Good friends of mine, guys, they are offering a 5% cash back discount to all PhotoCo listeners using the code MWB on bedfords.com. That's on everything from cameras and lenses to straps and bags, even memory cards and hard drives. Click over to bedfords.com for more information. And now over to our conversation with Derek. Hey, so Derek, dude, thank you genuinely uh, for being a part of this. It, it means a lot to me to have uh, not just a friend of mine, but also like somebody that's been a part of our trainings. Um, it's been a part of our like our community growth and and just everything that we have going on in the PhotoCo community. Uh, so like, thanks for agreeing to be to be in the hot seat for a few minutes. Yeah, very happy. Well, okay. So tell us really quick, before we kind of dive into stuff, give us sort of a high level on where you are and who you are um, and uh, and like what you have going on right now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in uh, central Arkansas and I have a wedding business that is very, uh, well, as far as being in Arkansas, it's pretty, uh, pretty young. Um, second year here, uh, trying to grow that. But Work the day job thing. I I do marketing as the full time gig, but uh, for my dream, my passion, it is to turn my uh, wedding photography business into a full time career to be able to use that to serve my family, serve others, and uh, help to help couples connect at a deeper level. Mm, I love it. I am so. I mean, you know this because you've listened to at least a few of the other episodes. I love to have people on here that are like in kind of various stages, sort of like all over the board in in their story with this whole thing. But I asked you to be on here today because you've got a really unique perspective on what success looks like. Um, where, where, genuinely, like where, where does that come from? I really don't know where that idea of success comes from. Um, I mean, for me, what it ultimately is, is to be um, in control of my time and also to be able to uh, to 
serve my family and, you know, make sure that they're living an awesome life. Um, getting to live one that's, you know, carefree for the most part. I mean, no life is carefree, but if I can you know, provide some kind of safety net in there that they get, you know, that we get to go to Disney World once a, once a year or twice a year or whatever, um, and to not worry about having to ask for permission to go somewhere because of time constraints, you know, aside from things that I put on myself for if any of my own bookings or um, having to worry about the financial side of things um, only because of being intentional with how my resources are spent. Um, I, I really don't know where it comes from aside from the fact that I absolutely love my wife um, and I, I just want her to have a, I guess the, the, the life that I've always dreamed to give my wife. That's the only thing that I can, you know, that was before I even met her. I've always wanted to treat my wife um, just something else to always be present for her and to be able to, uh, to be available. And uh, that's where a lot of this comes from and to, you know, help her. I don't know. I I guess at the end of it, it comes down to like most people. um, It's ultimately for others. Uh, that's how I view success because I feel I've lived a pretty, uh, if I was to die today, you know, I would be able to say I've lived a fulfilled life. I have three amazing kids. I have a beautiful wife. I have um, gone down this road of trying to do my own thing. Even if it fails, I'll have tried it, whereas other people have not. And I can say I tried for something. Um, so I really don't know. There's there's really not much in life that I haven't experienced, I guess, aside from being a grandparent. But, you know, I have three little kids. So that's way down the road. <laughs> Man, I, I think what you just said is is paramount. And I think it's going to be the thing that attaches people to this particular episode. The sense that, like, often we hear people speak, you know, up on platforms or on podcasts or um, or, or wherever. But we we hear people that feel as though they've already figured the world out, right? Like they've, they've got their process, they've got their, um, their reputation and, uh, and, and all is well. And what I just heard you say, which is brilliant, it had nothing to do with your career. Um, but it was along the lines of you saying like, you know, hey, what's, what's important to me are the people that I do life with, that I share life with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so whatever success you have seen, and, and I know it's, it's coming. I mean, you, you have some, you've had some great successes, but also you're sort of right on the edge of more. Um, you, you have somebody to share that with. Does that, does that feel good? I mean, I, 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 I know yeah. that's a silly question, but for people that tend to, especially as artists, tend to be kind of self-isolating, doesn't it feel good to have like a community around you? Oh, absolutely. And um, Photoco, it's probably been the most transformative thing, at least in the last, I guess in the last year since I've really been involved with it. It's um, been great because it's about mindset. And 
I'll be the first to say for the longest time, I always thought mindset was just woo-woo talk. Um, But it's actually pretty important. I mean, it's uh, there. It ties into your core beliefs, how your business can serve others and serve you at the same time. And that's okay. Um, And it's important to say no. It's important to put it all away and to, you know, my favorite thing is I love to have a cigar and a bourbon on a Saturday night. That is my weekend ritual. But I've always been in the process of or been in the mindset of how you know, trying to think of work, all this other stuff. But instead, like, hey, I'm going to have my bourbon and my cigar and I'm going to sit out on the balcony tonight and I'm just going to sit there. I might bring my journal out now and uh, get my thoughts on the paper. But otherwise, yeah, it's good to just rest. And that's one of the things that Photogo has has helped me come to terms with is there is uh, there's beauty in silence. Dude, talk to me about that a little bit because you know where we're headed with this. And those of you guys that are listening, you know, this is this is a little bit of a change of pace. I know I mentioned that in the intro, but these interviews are a little shorter and a little bit more directed uh, for the next several weeks, really starting with Derek. But you just touched on something specific um, about you having a journal now and then spending this time in silence. What is that? What does that mean to you? Like, where where did that come from? Um, what's the process of journaling, and and why? Where do, where does that live in your life? Yeah. So, so my daily routine is I wake up at four a.m. get my five a.m. workout in the morning. But there's that hour in between because I live five minutes away from my gym. Um, there's that five, you know the hour in between essentially for me that was usually just dead space. Um, First thing in the morning, okay, sure, let's see what's new on TikTok or what are people doing on Instagram um, that's making me feel worthless because their life is so perfect on it. Um, To becoming something where it's, um, I can start my day telling myself if I screw up, that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm a screw up. It just means that I'm human. If I had an awesome night of rest and I got a crap load of stuff done last night, I can kind of look back at it and say what I did right, say what I did wrong, um, whatever. I mean, it's, it's just a place for me to clear my mind and to actually see where I'm going because, um, I'm not sure about you, Miles, but I, I have a very scattered brain. It's, Uh, it takes me 15 minutes to actually focus on anything. So if I need to do something and it's a 30 minute task, it's really going to take me at least 45 because that first 15 is me just trying to transition into the subject or into whatever I'm working on. But by actually having things written down, what does success look like to me? Um, I'm able to kind of take things from this arbitrary thought of what I want my life to be to instead, what can I do today that will take me one step closer to the business or the family or um, just the life that I want to have? Or how can I be a better dad? Because I, one of the things that I struggle with is um, 
I'm not a very patient person at times. And something that will teach you your um, your level of patience is kids. Um, and that will also stretch it out too, but I can actually tell myself, get myself in the mindset of, okay, today I am going to, um, I'm going to put down my laptop and I'm going to be the one to make my son's breakfast for him today. Um, just little goals that it shouldn't be such a big deal, but it's something that helps guide me down the path. And if I can hit just that one and everything else falls to the wayside, um, I still hit something that I wrote down and it's still something that's taken me onto a path of life that I want. Um, and I, it's just good mindset. It's just good mindset. Mm, I love it. I mean, I think it's, there's something really special that you just said, and it kind of echoes what, um, what I was speaking about in last week's episode, where I, I said that, you know, often I, I think we all feel as though it's, we, every decision we make needs to have the end in mind. And what you said just now is, is this beautiful example of like, hey, just a step in the right direction is still a step in the right direction. Right? Like if you, if you wake up and you decide that day that you're going to be just a better version of who you were yesterday, uh, you're going to succeed for your family and for your clients and, um, and for your health. You know, you're you're going you're gonna to get up and do something that you're proud of. And then you make this list and you journal through and whatever I'm curious, have you been doing it long enough yet to where you can look back and see um, see changes in who you are and, and how your mind works? Yeah, uh, I've been at it for about three months now. Um, very Pretty consecutively as well. Um, and it's nothing that I can really look back and say, oh, my life has changed year over year. Um, Nothing I can see that where I have the benefit of that is it's been two years since I lived or since I moved from Tennessee. And every time I go back to Tennessee and come back to Arkansas, I can see just how much I've changed just by changing my environment. Um, But as far as writing um, just in three months, yeah, there's been a a lot to happen Um, to actually sit down and have that thought of what does success look like to me? Um, you know, I'm not going to take any money, whether it's I, an abundance of money or a lack thereof of money with me whenever I die. Um, so what are the things that matter? My family, my friends, people that I love. Um, and those are the things that I force myself to actually think on and write. And so by doing that, I can, if that's my ultimate goal is to um, to have an impact on the people that are immediately around me, then how can I change that in my business? Um, you know, I'm working on engagement processes right now to actually work on a customer ex- experience or a client experience. Um, I'm trying to look, I am looking at finances on how can I make those better so that uh, I can provide for my family better. And, you know, what what is a meaningful relationship to me? Is it one, you know, I don't want to be in one where I'm giving, giving, giving. I have a tendency to be a giver um, and I never take anything in return. And so trying to assess my relationships on um, which ones do I only give and never get anything back um, versus where is it 
pretty mutual. Those, those are the healthy relationships. Um, and it's, it's changed me from, or it has shown me, like I said, just in the last three months, I've gone from Derek has to give everything to, no, Derek can take a little bit too. This is, this is good stuff. I mean, again, guys, the, if you, you know, listening to this thus far, my assumption is that you probably can really empathize with, with not just who Derek is, but where he is right now. Um, often I think it's, it's one thing for us to have, you know, like really big name photographers or, or mindset coaches or videographers or whoever on this podcast. But it's a special thing to be able to say, like, you know, Derek's a guy that, um, you know, his work is beautiful. His clients are, are absolutely fascinated with, with his creative eye. And, uh, you know, and he's doing all of the right things. Um, but it's taken a little while to get that traction, right? And, uh, and I know you've jumped around. You've told me before that you've, you've really pursued all kinds of different educational outlets trying to find the answers, right? Like, who, who has, um, you know, that secret sauce that can kind of kick you over the edge. I'm curious along those lines, I'm curious, like what are some of the obstacles that you've had to climb over uh, in the, you know, let's say in the last year um, that you've had to kind of like jump through. And then probably the more important part of this question is how would you encourage people that are listening to find solutions or resolutions to obstacles that, that feel the same? I think the hardest obstacle for me was coming to terms that if this is going to happen, there have to be sacrifices in my life. Um, and sacrifices can be anything, but for this to really work, it has to be some pretty deep sacrifices. Um, it used to be, I would try to go and, uh, work on my business a little bit here and there, maybe while the kids were asleep at night. But, um, at the same time, I'm trying to work until, um, I'm trying to fit in wife time, kid time, grow my business or lay down the foundation of my business and all this other stuff, but then also make my 5 a.m., uh, fitness class and all of these things coming together um, for, for me it was finding where I had to sacrifice and for me the non-negotiables are um, I'm not going to sacrifice my Friday nights uh, that's spent with my family that is a uh, a weekly ritual where we have where we rent a movie and we get some awful pizza that our kids love and we have a night of that. So that's a non-negotiable of what's being sacrificed. But I also realized for me to gain more time with my family later, I have to give up some time with them now. So uh, it forced me to create a schedule where um, Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday, um, immediately after my day job, um, just take a little bit of time to, to reset. And then I'm working until uh, from six till 11, sometimes 12 uh, on my business. And my kids 
you know, they, they hate that. And I, I say that I'm uh, sacrificing, but really I'm also sacrificing my wife's sanity uh, because here she is. She has three full days, and that's not including the, you know, the weekends where there's a wedding, but she has three full days where from the moment she opens her eyes till the times that she closed, till I'm home actually, because she won't go to sleep while uh, she's there by herself. Um, she's watching our three very young kids who are crazy um, and trying to keep the house afloat. So two sacrifices right there. My time with uh, my kids are more than two. It's time from my wife, my kids, making her do more work around the house. Um, and then uh, just having to sacrifice sleep as well. Um, my 5 a.m. workout, it's non-negotiable because it puts me in a good headspace. So, uh, but the only way that this is going to happen, and I know that I need to put in the work, the effort, is if I sacrifice some sleep three nights of the week and work till it feels like I'm going to drop because that's just where I, I am at this. It's not that I want to do that. I hate it. It's, it's uh I mean, there are days where I really just don't want to do that. Um, but, I, you know, if I can't do this, I, I've given myself the timeline. I have two years. If I can't do this in two years, I'm going to throw in the towel because my family's too important. And if it's, I've been at this for so long, um, I started first started dabbling with the idea of it on uh, 2014 is whenever I first started shooting, but never anything serious until moving to Arkansas. Um, but in that time I've gone from being married or a newlywed. And now I have, my oldest is about to turn seven next month. And in two years, he's going to be nine turning 10. Like these are some pretty, uh, impactful ages for him. And I want to be present with him. And I don't want this to be a thing where dad's gone all the time, but what does he have to show for it? So something has to give, um, so that's been the biggest hurdle is um, knowing where to sacrifice. And honestly, for anyone who's wanting to do this, um, run, running this is not no cakewalk. I mean, you have to realize there are going to be some sacrifices and you have to own it and just deal with it. It sucks at times, but that's why it's got to sacrifice. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm tempted to bring up, I've, I've got a, a running coach, you know, I'm everything, everything for me always comes back to running, but I've got a running coach that says that the, uh, the difference between an endurance athlete and everybody else is the ability to endure. And I think there's something really special about what you just said, again, that, that can relate to so many people that are listening to this from the sense of like being in pain or being uncomfortable um, you know, fear, fear is a secondary response to something, right? And so being, being in pain is, is this response to any number of outside stimuli that you're allowing into your life. And you have to understand that you can only sit in that, in that state for so long, right? You can, only, you can only endure for so long. And if you can endure, and if you have a trajectory set up to where on the backside of that discomfort is 
accomplishment or success or pride or just the ability to have touched and served people in a way that's really special, well, then it's easy to say it was completely worth it, right? Um, but I want to ask you probably the hardest question. I mean, probably genuinely the, the most difficult question is what happens if you endure and you sacrifice and you lose these years with your kids and your wife and it doesn't pan out? Then what? Well, it's a good thing I find my purpose in my family. <laughs> uh, because they're making this journey with me. And if it doesn't work out, maybe one day my kids will have the bug to have their own business. And I can say, don't do what I did. Here's where I messed up. Um, and, you know, I mean, it would suck. I'm not going to lie. It, it would suck. Um, because I am, you know, my, my ultimate desire, you know, that's my, I guess, paternal side coming out, wanting to do things for them. And, you know, also the desire to be a great husband for my wife, where that comes from. But selfishly, I want to be in control of my own time. That is the number one thing. I had, um, I don't care about the amount of money that I have. Granted, Money, yes. Okay, money doesn't buy happiness, but you can buy things that make you happy sometimes. <laughs> but uh, no, I, ultimately it's about the time. Um, and I want to be fully in control of that. And for me, the way that I feel whenever I'm working with someone is um, I, I hate the idea that I have to request PTO or I have five or 10 or 15 allotted days that I can take each year to um, go on a vacation with my family or to uh, take a sick day or other things. And I, I know that these are things that are to help other people's dreams and to protect their businesses. And that's what needs to happen. But for me, the thought of it, it just, it honestly eats my soul um, that my life would be at the hands, at the mercy of someone saying your time off is approved um, or yeah, you have one day of PTO left. So you might want to save that in case you're sick. Yeah. That, that just eats my soul. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I can deal with that um, as long as I'm able to at least get time back with my family and, uh, so it would be hard. I would not like it, um, but I'd, I'd live. And it'd just be another sacrifice that I'd be having to make so I can have that time back with my family. Man, I think you just nailed it. I mean, I think that, that that's like the most powerfully beautiful way to conclude the chat is just saying like, y'all, that question has to be asked. Like you guys that are listening to this, if you if you if you hire business coaches, you go through workshops, you deal with mentorships and, and all of this stuff and nobody ever looks at you and says, but what if you fail? Then, then I think what you end up with is um, this false mentality that failure is impossible because failure is always possible. 
And yet the reality, I think the thing that's so special about you, Derek, is, is that you, you started this process. You started this whole journey of being a, an entrepreneur and a creative um, with, your, with your why in mind. And the why is the family. It's the kids. It's, it's finding time for the people that you love. And then you found an outlet through which you can make other people happy with your skills, but ultimately serve the, you know, the ones that are waiting for you to come home. That's really special, man. Um, I know those are hard questions to ask. And again, I, I think for the next several weeks, this is going to be a lot of uncomfortable moments for people because I, I want to ask the hard stuff. So thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for being willing to like have this chat. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny, you know, it's one of those things where whenever you finally voice it, um, it takes the power and the fear away from it. So by actually, actually making it real, uh, you see it as a possible reality and it. I mean, yeah, it's a lot less scary. Gosh, isn't that huge? It's like these obstacles that we build up in our head feel massive, right? I mean, that's, that's sort of like the whole thought on this, on this chat. Um, and to kind of, reiterate what Derek just told us and, and something I think we could all learn from. It's, it's just a few, a few quick things. First things first, you guys go out and, uh, and take a few moments in silence. Like every day, just take a few moments to just be still, be quiet and organize your thoughts. And if, if that's something that you do, like Derek puts it in, in a journal where he can look back and, and re-experience, I think that's a brilliant way to go about it. But regardless, just give yourself space to have thought and not fear. And, and then, you know, establish a list of priorities that are fail-proof. Things in which, you know, if, if all of these professional goals are removed from you, you won't lose that family. You won't lose those kids. You won't lose, you know, your joy. And, uh, and now you've got not just a way to track growth, but you've also got people that are holding you accountable for it. Um, Derek, I want to, I want to thank you. I mean, you're an absolutely enormous part of the Photoco group, you know, a group expert in, in the Facebook group as, as pertains to like all things, data collection and SEO and, and, uh, dude, you ran, I mean, guys that are listening to this, Derek ran completely all on his own without me asking. He ran a full website audit on my website the other day and sent over all of the broken links to my website. I mean, this is a guy that just gives and, and uh, his knowledge is, is remarkable. And you can connect with him over in the Photoco group on Facebook anytime. Um, it's free to join that. And, uh, and, and Derek, I hope it's okay that I tee you up for that. But um, he's just a giving dude. So, um, all right. So on the back end, on the back end of the heels of the Superhuman Workshop and, uh, and us prepping to launch and release Superhuman for sale uh, via this podcast, um, and just talking about all of the new uh, training opportunities that we have coming up, um, I wanted to ask you just one more question, Derek. You you took Superhuman with us. Um, mm-hmm. What was something that you took away from that workshop that it would be a tangible thing that that you think other people could grow from? Rest before risk, I think, is the is the number one thing. Um, you know, I'm currently going through a, a rebrand for myself and that's kind of a risk in itself because of trying to, um, I guess, I mean, it's a, it's a rebrand, right? There's always, uh, it's always a scary thing to do that. Um, 
but before I was, I went for it. I mean, I took that time to rest, uh, and I rested a solid week on it, just making sure I was in good headspace, knowing where I needed to be before I, I went for it. And, uh, the, I, I don't know how to say, how to explain it other, other than just rest before you do anything. Um, otherwise that risk might actually just be a stupid move, um, because you're not thinking right. Um, but if you can rest and really think through it, um, you might be able to see that what you're doing is probably the best move for you. And that's huge. It's a lesson that I have to learn every day. In fact, Derek, I think I told you this. I think I told everybody this when I gave the live workshop. Um, when I built that slide, there's a series of slides, you guys, in, in the Superhuman uh, Protocol. Uh, that will, that'll be for sale next week. But when I built that slide that says that before we can take better risks, we have to be able to analyze what that looks like. We have to rest. We need time to recover from, from hard efforts. Um, I sat back and, and y'all, I, I fully admit this, I had tears in my eyes at, at how difficult that process is for me. And so I can so appreciate the fact that that for, for all creatives and especially all aspirational creatives, it's so difficult for us to identify a risk and not try and attack it. Um, but there's something really pivotal. There's something really powerful about being able to identify a risk that we need to, something in our lives that we need to fix and then taking a moment to make sure that we have a full grasp on how deep it goes and how broad it goes before we attack creating a, a solution to it. Uh, so man, I'm, I love that that, that that resonated. It was, you know, as with everything that we do from a training process, it, this, was, this was as much for me as it was for everybody else. So um, all right, man. Well, hey, dude, I, I knew this would happen. Of course, we were already ran over what I promised you I was going to take, but um, man, time with you is too special. So thank you so much for, for taking time to jump on here and, uh, and just be open, just be vulnerable. It's, it says so much about who you are as a, as a dad and as a husband, as a business owner. It means a lot that you were on here with me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm happy to help. Um, you know, hopefully it helps someone uh, realize that they're not alone and sometimes owning a business can feel like it sucks sometimes, but it's all for the right, all for the right reasons. <laughs> I love it. All right. So listeners, here's the deal. Uh, over the next several weeks, I'm going to just reiterate this. We're going to be digging into people from every spectrum of my life. Um, you know, friends of mine that own, you know, multi-million dollar uh, real estate businesses and friends of mine who um, have been corporate executives, friends of mine that are, um, you know, just brilliant psychological minds and friends of mine that are in this industry that are absolutely grinding their way through every bit of it and all of the way in between. And sitting with Derek is a perfect example of the fact that, you know, so often, um, if you're like me, you know, listeners, I, I think often you assume that everybody else has their stuff pulled together. And I wanted to sit with Derek because I wanted you guys to understand that uh, for every perfect business owner out there, there are 10 million Derek and me's. 
And, uh, and we're all coming together, not all 10 million of us, but a lot of us are coming together over in the Photoco group. Um, again, photographic-collective.com, or there's a link in the show notes to where you can join that, a free community uh, that, that truly just exists to build people up and, and give them access to places where they can ask questions and they can connect and they can build relationships. In fact, I was just invited uh, in the last hour before we did this recording, I was invited into a, a little uh, a mastermind chat that is all a spinoff of Photoco members that I didn't even know existed until un, until this chat. And uh, so special to see sub-communities starting to pop up from uh, Photoco and to see the way that these, these, uh, these educational opportunities and just this transparency among friends is, is permeating into the industry. So we'd love to have you over there. Um, Derek, again, one more big thanks, dude, for being a, a part of my life, a friend. And uh, man, I cannot wait to shoot with you soon. We've got to iron this out at some point. Um, your work just is tell just me when. good. So, um, just tell me when and I'll be there. Okay, <laughs> it's time. It is time. All right, listeners, thank you so much uh, for for jumping in on a short episode. We'll be back next week with another guest and uh, another sort of short and sweet mindset heavy um, uh, episode. And uh, and thank you, you guys, for for tuning in week after week. Our listenership just keeps scaling, and uh, and y'all, that's all because of you. Mm-hmm.